ready to get and stay fit? Welcome to Fit Positive Confident with Dr. Gordon, where the focus is on your whole person health, physical, mental, and spiritual. Because your health can be affected by so many factors, Dr. G covers a range of topics in this program, from eating healthy to world-shaping events. So relax and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fit Positive Coffee. And today, once again, my good buddy Kyle Galloway is in the studio, and we we, we shall be talking about um, doing a little bit something extra to to speed up your uh, fitness program. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, everybody. P, p, and so for the first for the first um, segment before the break, uh, let's talk about people who are just. Just in the early stages, just thinking about it, just beginning to, you know, get into shape. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they, I mean, when you do that, usually people will go online, check out some YouTube videos, check out some guy who is selling some products, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, and then they'll try and figure out, okay, or maybe they'll just start walking two, three miles a day or. Yeah. And that's, I would say that, you know, I mean, everybody can be in a different stage of a of their fitness journey, right? And you know, it, for the the people that are just trying to get into it, you know, uh maybe I mean we just had New Year's, right? So people uh, like fitness is one of the biggest New Year's resolutions and right about now is the time that you know, people are starting to kind of lose motivation on that. Um and so well, because of the weather because of everything you know i mean it's still february it's still not super warm out there unless right? you're living yeah. in southern florida or you know you know in california my 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 experience i would say that the reason why most people really start to uh especially on the fitness resolutions why they kind of start to lose that motivation in uh anywhere from three weeks ago to now uh generally is because they 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 kind of go a little too big too fast so you know they they make this gigantic drastic change and you know they they really step into kind of a fitness regiment that is well beyond uh, a beginner's regiment and it really is just wrecking them right like it's just too big and too big of a change so it's really messing up their routine and really you know hard to sustain so you know that is that is one of the biggest not just during new year's resolutions but why a lot of people that are just trying to build their fitness and and kind of regain some of their youthful health uh really start to give up on that journey is that they kind of bit off a little more than they can chew. So, you know, if you're just starting to step into rebuilding your health, it is kind of important to, you know, challenge yourself, but also to, you know, take it slow, take your time, you know, make some some small changes that have big effects. Let me ask you something else that just crossed my mind. What about, you know, we all get into this state of equilibrium, you know, or state of um, whatever it is that we feel comfortable with. So maybe you are overweight, maybe you're not, whatever. But you've been at that particular weight and that particular fitness level for a long time. And your body and your mind is just kind of used to it. And then you, after the new year, you know, you start 
running and jumping and, you know, yeah. lifting weights and all of that stuff. Is there a psychological component where a person, where your mind in the background uh, subconsciously is saying, oh, I'm not comfortable with this. I want to go back <laughs> to what I was. And then people just kind of uh, fade, fade away again, you know, and go yeah. back to. Yeah, there absolutely is a psychological piece to it. Uh, and it, that is one of the harder parts to uh, get over it, right? And it is, you know, very much, I, I tell my students quite often that your mind is not really there to help you be a better version of yourself. Your your brain is the the biggest helicopter parent to ever exist. And your brain is a protection device. And it really kind of wants to keep you in your comfort zone and anytime you start to step out of that comfort zone, your brain is going to start feeding you all of the fears and negativities that, that could go wrong and the failures that can happen and basically paint a picture of like, well, you know, um, do you really want really to do that and fail? It's, it's, you know, it's better to not try than it is to try and fail. And, you know, there, um, Adam Sandler Back in my teenage years, he uh, he used to release uh, like albums where he had like com comedic type songs and skits and different things on there. And and one of his albums, there was um, he played like a an overbearing mom that kind of her tagline was "They're all gonna laugh at you," and it was like anything her kids did, uh, she would basically talk him out of doing it by, you know, pointing out that you're going to fail and everybody's going to laugh at you and that's going to be uh, a terrible thing. And that is really kind of what your brain does is no matter what it is that you start doing new, your brain is going to basically be that overbearing mom and, you know, paint a picture of everybody's going to laugh at you and, and why, why try if you're going to fail? Your brain wants you to be safe. Exactly. Yeah. You know, your brain wants to keep you alive and anything you do that is outside of the norm creates a, a level of unknown and possible dangers. And your brain is going to really hyper fixate on those possible dangers. Does it go both ways where you can actually influence your brain by, you know, becoming, <clears throat> I mean, some people, um, some people have a fear of more cycles, you know, and some people will go 200 miles on a motorcycle, you know, and mm -hmm. their brain is not stopping them necessarily to do that because they got so used to it and yeah. they've done it a million times. And now when they get on a bike, I mean, no big deal. The brain is not going to stop them. So does it, do we, by our actions, persistent actions, you know, do we teach our brain that, yeah, this is okay, back off? Yeah, and that that's generally the conversation that I do have with, with all of my uh, coaching clients and my students is, that the only way to get the brain to stop doing that is that we we basically teach it that it is going to be okay. And you kind of step into it. And that, that also is why I mentioned earlier that it's important to challenge yourself, but it's also important to, you know, take smaller steps rather than just dive headfirst into something that's uh, a little too big and a little too hard. And by taking some smaller steps and, you know, increasing slightly over time is a really good way to kind of allow your brain to kind of settle into it and be like, oh, okay, you know, we, yeah, we can do this. And that is really what's going to 
really sustain that longevity of starting anything new, but in particular, a fitness routine. So, you know, and if you do it the right way and make the, the right small changes, then within a couple of weeks or within a couple of months, you can actually start to notice a pretty big difference. And that then teaches your brain that it's okay, but it also really starts to give you some motivation to then be able to step up that challenge. And by doing that and making those correct small changes to see those benefits start coming is also, you know, where the motivation comes of the longevity. Some people, you know, they start exercising and they lose 20 pounds and all of that. <clears throat> but then they become complacent, you know, because they're like, oh, yeah, see, I can do this. I can do this. No big deal, you know. And then they go back to their old uh, ways because they proved to themselves that they could do this. But now it's like that guy in the yeah. r- uh, car racing movie, you know, Nicky Lauda and the other guy, you know, um, James Hunt, who won once world championship. And that was it. He didn't care to win anymore, you know. It's yeah. just like, I'm cool. This is it. You know, I don't need to improve anymore. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, and that, that's a big part of it, too. So, you know, and that's when you start looking at people that are in the middle of their fitness journeys and uh, even some of the people that have been doing it for a long time is that you start to get into that point where your motivations do have to change because, you know, if it's just a physique thing or if it's just to you know, win a particular trophy or anything like that, those motivations don't last very, very long. And, you know, that's why you don't have like a football team or a basketball team or, you know, any pro athlete that, you know, just dominates and is the world champion for a decade straight is that drive and that hunger to win uh, diminishes as you as you win multiple times. So, you know, in the National Football League, there's never been a team that's won the Super Bowl three years in a row. And, you know, we've had a couple of teams that won two years in a row, but very rarely, uh, or actually never, have we had a team sustain that world champion athletics for three years in a row. And, you know, so it's, uh, it's a, a, a challenge to you know, kind of keep that motivation going to be at that peak level all the time. Not everybody's Michael Jordan, right? Right, exactly, you know? Okay, let's come back after the break. This is Fit Positive Confident. You can check us out on... uh, any podcast platform out there, we are also on a bunch of radio stations <clears throat> across the country. Kyle Galloway is in the studio. We are talking about starting your fitness routine, and we are talking about both beginners, intermediaries, and then those who are really, really already into their uh, art of, of uh, exercise and fitness and diet and all of that stuff. Uh, we spent the first few minutes talking, Kyle, about... Uh, different things that demotivate people. And one is complacency, you know, you lose your drive. Um, so another one was the brain, you know, where your brain is telling you, oh, don't do that, it's too much, it's too hard. Just sit back in the couch and eat these cookies and shut, shut up, you know, watch the movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when you're, be- when you're a beginner, 
you have to uh, be aware of that these uh, that these obstacles are going to come your way. By the way, uh, Kyle teaches martial arts, and his school is right here in Denver. His website is successmartialarts.ninja if you want to check it out and uh, see what they are all about. Successmartialarts.ninja. So when you're starting out, you have to be aware that there will be obstacles. Some will come from your own mind. Mm-hmm. Um, majority will come from your own mind, won't it? Yeah, yeah I would say the two, biggest phys- the two biggest obstacles are, one, uh, the negativity that your mind is going to feed you as you begin something new. And then the second one is the change in your routine. Just the fact that you are changing kind of your daily schedule from what you normally do is going to be a big hurdle to overcome. But if you if you do it for a little while, typically anywhere from 14 to 21 days, then you the routine starts to set in and you will get over that hump of having that feeling of the arduousness of doing something new, right? So those are really the two big hurdles that uh, that most people kind of have to overcome. And that that hurdle of routine change, you know, that's typically why most people do better by signing up for, like, say, martial art classes with us is it's it's a scheduled class where they show up and they they start to make friends in the community and they are basically told what to do and when so they get to kind of shut their brain off and it's like hey when i say do push-ups you do push-ups when i say you do squats you do squats when we work on our kicks and our punches it's it's you know, learning a new skill, but it also is going to work the body and, and kind of make the, make the cardiovascular system elevate and it's going to, you know, train the muscles and it's going to do these different things. But there's also the social aspect of it. Or, you know, if you don't join like a hobby situation, um, you know, you're going to the gym to work out, you know, you're going to do a lot better if you have a gym buddy. Right. If you have somebody that is like, hey, we're going to meet at, you know, Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays at 10 a.m. at the gym, then, you know, you you feel like if you're not going to show up, you're going to kind of let that buddy down. Right. And so you got another person that kind of naturally starts to hold you accountable for, you know, showing up and being present and you can challenge each other and motivate each other. And so that's that's generally why you see people that kind of try to hook up with at least one other person to kind of do those kinds of things but you know a little bit of accountability when i started yeah. riding my bicycle you know i go uh, i experience exactly what you're talking about because i go out there on a bike say 10 o'clock in the morning you know but then in my mind i'm thinking i should uh, at this time, I'm usually in my office answering calls and right, yeah. you know talking to people and doing this. So then, what I started doing, Kyle, was um, I started rushing my uh, my bike ride, you yeah, know, because I wanted to get back uh, to the. Uh, be, my mind subconsciously was telling me, "You shouldn't be doing this. You need to." Right. Be, yeah. You're you're yeah. interrupting your routine. You got to get back to there as fast as you can, and it wasn't until I set uh, my schedule to mm-hmm. say okay between 11 and 2 in the in the morning I'm going to ride my bike with yeah. my type of job yeah. I can do that you yeah know? yeah yeah 
but not everybody can. But you can do it in the morning, you can do it in the evening, and then I would say, okay, nothing is going to interfere with this time. And then at that point, it was when I was able to just relax and right. just not even think about. Yeah, the wonder of the schedule, right? When it's when it's on there and it's like purposely put in a position where you, that is your time to do this, then it allows that that relaxation into it and you know you don't feel like you should be doing something else and you don't have that that nagging feeling right right, right? right. and uh it's rushing you and yeah it, you know and so no matter and again with with uh my job is very similar to yours so like you know I kind of get paid to work out right like I gotta stay in shape and keep up on my martial arts skills like that's important for uh, for me to still excel at the job that I do. Um, and so, you know, we have it scheduled in there. When is it our time to train? But, you know, as a business owner, like your to-do list is, is constantly there. So, you know, there has to be for me the same thing. Like, you know, I have to get into the school at a certain time so I can kind of get certain things done right away. Then I have my time to train. Then I have my time to, you know, reach out to, to, you know, the students and check in and reach out to new people that have expressed interest in our classes. And then I got, you know, the schedule for when our classes are actually going on. And so I, I need that schedule as well. And, you know, for other people, if you are working a normal nine to five job, you know, you are got eight hours where you're dedicated to your job, where you got to be doing what you're doing. But then you do also have generally, you know, six to eight hours outside of that job where you get to kind of craft and figure out where that goes and what you're doing during those times. And, you know, if you got kids, it's a little bit harder because most of that time is dedicated to them. But, you know, you can always try to carve out 15 to 20 minutes to find that time to kind of at least do something, right? And especially people at the beginning of your fitness journey, that's really like the max amount of time that I would say that you need to dedicate in, in that first month is 15 minutes. And, you know, you just want to carve out at maximum 15 minutes a day for that first month and but do it every single day for that first month to get into that routine. And then as you start to, you know, get into that routine and you start to recognize some of the benefits by the end of the month, then you're going to be more willing to carve out 20 minutes of your day. And then after that second month, you're going to be more willing to carve out 25, 30 minutes to, you know, keep, keep your progression going because you're going to look better, which is one of the biggest motivators. And especially at the beginning the changes that you see in your body happen the, the fastest at the very beginning. And then as you be kind of been in it for a while, and especially for the advanced athletes out there, right, you don't, you don't get the big changes in your body right away. So the physical is definitely a big motivator, but you're going to feel better. You're going to be uh, in better moods. You're going to think clearer. You're going to have so many benefits in that way that it's really going to keep you motivated to keep going. All right, we'll be right back after the break. Okay, back in the studio with Kyle Galloway from uh, his website, the Success Martial Arts. 
Adat Ninja, and we are talking about getting ourselves into the routine. I also want to speak to those who do have nine to five jobs, you know, and you think you don't have enough time to devote to a fitness program, but uh, like Kyle was saying, you can start out the first month with 15 minutes a day. Find You can find 15 minutes. You can even find half an hour. Yeah. But then I, what I was going to add, Kyle, is um, you can do a lot on weekends. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you get you get two days where you're not working, you know. Um, I hope you're not working. Right. You know. <laughs> we told you know. inflation and everything. You, you know. know. But uh, a lot can be done on the weekends if you schedule that right, and you can get some major workouts in yeah. during that time. Yeah, and so, you know, if you are beginning into this, so let, let's get into the nuts and bolts of it. So one of the best ways to kick off is, you know, maximum 15 minutes a day, like I mentioned, and, you know, more so uh, doing like more of a cardio-esque kind of a thing because you also got to build your muscle endurance. Like if you just jump in and just start lifting heavy weights and you haven't, you haven't really worked those muscles in a chunk of time, then, you know, the, the amount of soreness you're going to feel is, is just going to be insane. And it's going to make living the rest of your day miserable because you're in so much pain because your muscles are not ready to take on that big of a challenge. So, you know, what we want to do is kind of focus into specific heart rate zones. And the the idea of a heart rate zone is, one, you want to calculate your maximum heart rate. And that's a really easy thing to do. The, the, the simple equation is just 220 minus your age. So if you're a 40-year-old person, then your maximum heart rate is going to be 180 beats per minute, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you're younger, it'll be higher. If you're older, it'll be a little lower than that. But again, it's just 220 minus whatever age you are right now. And what we want to try and do is do things that put us into what's called zone two cardio. And zone two cardio is basically like 60% of your heart, your max heart rate. Your max. Okay. So if you are 40 years old and your max heart rate is 180, then 60% of that is roughly 108, 110, right? And that's basically where we want to focus most of our stuff, right? You don't want to go much higher than that. So five days a week, what you want to do is just a 15-minute, generally a walk is going to do this for you, Right now, it's going to be a walk that lasts 15 minutes, but it's one that is going to not be a slow meandering, right? But it's going to be one that you're moving a little quicker on, and you should be able to carry on a conversation with somebody, but you're going to be a little out of breath as you do it, right? And there are a lot of, you know, most, a lot of people have like Apple watches and things. So, you know, these are, are great devices that track your heart rate. So you can open your app and, and look at exactly what your heart rate is. If you have an Apple watch or a, a Galaxy watch or, you know, there's a device called Whoop that I wear. 
uh, or a ring. I mean, you can actually, for like 50 bucks, buy a heart rate monitor like that's a chest strap that goes on your chest while you do it. You There's can a lot of ways to do it. You could even just, you know, count fingers your on the neck for and count. Seconds and thighs. Right? Four and there you go. You know, so you can, there's a lot of ways that you can track it, but you just want to try to hold that heart rate of 108 to 115 beats per minute pretty consistently for that 15 minutes. And that's what you want to do five days a week, right? That's it. And then one of those days, you want to try and get into zone five, which is your max heart rate. Right, You want to try to get yourself to that 180 beats per minute. Now, that you only want to do for five minutes on that day. And even that, you're not doing for five minutes straight because that's going to be like craziness. So you, you break it up into five sections of one minute, right? And you're still going to do this like a walking kind of thing. But the way you want to do it is for 20 seconds – You want to kind of sprint as fast as you can and get that heart rate up to that 180 for 20 seconds, and then you just want to slow walk it out and let your heart recover for the next 40 seconds, and then you do 20 seconds really as fast and as hard as you can, and then 40-second rest, and then 20 seconds, right? So you just do that five minutes. That's all you do, right? And that's one day a week. That's your big challenge day, and then... The seventh day of the week, what you want to try and do is like more of some strength training, right? So you do like a minute of push-ups as many as you can do. You do a minute of like squats as many as you can do. You do a minute of jumping jacks. You do, right? And you want to do that for like 10 minutes, right? So you pick, you find like five good exercises, you know, upper body, lower body, core, um, and you could do that with weights, you could do that with body work, right? But you just pick five exercises and you do each exercise for like a minute and then go to the next one and then do those five exercises twice, right? And this then is you're a, done. It's a super simple routine for about a month. And that's it. That's all you do for the first month, right? And if you do that, and typically you want to like – way most people structure it would be like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is the zone two workout. And then on Thursday, you do the more strength workout. And then you do on Friday, the zone two workout again, just the nice light walk. And then on Saturday, you do the big one, right? You challenge yourself on the Saturday. And then on Sunday, you just do the zone two again, right? Just keep and, you, and you just, just repeat that. Just keep repeating. Right? So, the, you know, five days you're dedicating 15 minutes to it, and then one day a week is 10 minutes, and one day a week is five minutes. All you need is five minutes that day. There is right? nobody who, who can say, I don't have time to do that. And if you, if you do that for a month, I guarantee you're going to get benefit from that. You're going to start to lose weight. You're going to feel better. You're not going to beat yourself up to where you're like super sore through the rest of your day, but you are going to have a challenge in there and you're going to feel accomplished and you're going to feel, start feeling really good. Uh, also, right? just because you walk that day for 15 minutes, it doesn't mean you can go out there and order a large pizza. And that's the other part, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, for beginner fitness people, right, you want to get into a routine like that. And, but then you also want to start making those changes to nutrition, right? You can't exercise your way out of a bad diet 
Like, that's just not a thing, right? And I meet a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, I, I do my hard workout so, you know, I can have the potato chips or I do this hard workout so I can drink all the beer I want. And that really is just not not the case. So It doesn't work that way. You know, so the basic idea, like basic nutrition stuff is you really want to start cutting out the refined sugar as much as you can. And you really want to eliminate as much of the seed oils as you can as well, right? So if you're going to use like uh, an oil to cook with, you know, use tallow, use butter, right? Good grass-fed, grass-finished butter. Um, but if you're using like, you know, canola oil or safflower oil or corn oil or any of that kind of stuff, then, you know, that that's really just doing damage in your body. And if you're eating a ton of refined sugars and, and you know, high, high fructose corn syrup or, um, you know, eating a lot of really, really not good bread and, and pasta and oh, yeah, all fast, that kind of stuff, fast, right? Fast food, junk food. You know, a lot of junk food, fast foods, all these things. Like, that's all really going to – so even just making small changes to your, your diet and making some healthier choices, removing the seed oils, removing the refined sugar – and you're doing that workout routine that I just mentioned, after a month, you're going to see some pretty big changes in results. And you'll see it in the body when you look in the mirror, but you're also going to feel it in your mind. You're going to feel it in your mood. You're going to be more pleasant to be around. It's going to make some big changes. Some people don't like to be more, more pleasant to be around. You know, you know, I mean, <laughs> to each their own, I guess, right? So, and after a month of that, guaranteed, you are going to feel a whole lot better. And after that first month, the only changes that you would have to make to that workout routine is just increase each of those things by a little bit more time. So when you're doing the zone two cardio work, you spend 20 minutes on that walk. When you do the exercises, right, the the push-ups and the, you know, strength training one day a week, instead of 10 minutes, you go up to 15 minutes. And then the, the hard challenge day, pushing yourself to the max heart rate, you push that up from five minutes to 10 minutes. Let's come back after the break and talk. Uh, in, you can talk to those who are already uh, exercising pretty good and they're, you know, on their way to a good fitness, but maybe... They need a little pep talk here. Yeah. Okay, this is Fit Positive Confident. You can find us on all kinds of podcast platforms. And we are on a bunch of radio stations across the country. In the studio today, Kyle Galloway, SuccessMartialArts.Ninja is his website. In this last segment of the show, we're going to talk to those people who are already pretty proficient in their exercise programs. And maybe, yeah. you know, maybe they are at a point where they need to make some changes. Yeah. So I would say for, for this group are, I would say people that have been consistently following uh, a nutrition uh, regimen and workout regimen for probably a year to like two or three years. And 
So for these people, if you, you know, started out and you were able to stick with it to that year point, then you've probably had quite a bit of, uh, you know, changes to your body. And, and, you know, most people, um, there was a movie, uh, towards the end of me being in high school that, uh, called American beauty. And the dad in that movie, um, you know, basically kind of got fired from his job and, and, uh, and was just kind of decided he was going to get back into working out and, you know, started lifting weights and running. And he was asking the advice of, of a neighbor, and the guy asked him, like, okay, what are your goals? And he was like, you know, I just want to look good naked. And so I, that, that always stuck to, with me, that line, because when people really start off on their fitness journey, they might not choose those words, right? But that is kind of one of the bigger motivations of most people is it's that physical look, right? That they, they want to be able to maybe take their shirt off and, and you know, feel like, that they don't look terrible with their shirt off, right? They want to they want to look like they got, you know, some muscles, they want to lose weight, you know, there's a lot of ways to say and, it, but and, and the reason is uh, really when you dip down when you think about it, it is sexual. People want to yeah. be appealing to other people. Exactly, right? So if you've been doing a workout routine consistently for a year, you've probably made some pretty big strides in that direction. But like I said earlier, if you've been doing this a while, like the physical changes happen the quickest at the very beginning, and then we're, they start to slow about down. First, first three months, six months. Yeah, you know, so uh, you kind of lose, like usually, like that first month, that second month, that third month, you really start to see some changes if you keep consistent with it, and then you like all the way up to that year, and then about a year to two years is when those changes start to slow down because, you know, you've you've built muscle quicker because it's, you know, you went from like really no muscle to, you know, putting muscle on. And once you get a, a good amount of muscle on, like it takes a lot more effort to to increase that to more and more and more, right? When you get to people like the actor that plays Thor, you know, when he when he's built up for filming that uh a thor movie like he's got so much muscle on it's a full-time job just to keep that muscle on if he doesn't and they're there's you know when you watch like the behind the scenes like when he's in between shots he's doing bicep curls and and push-ups and all kinds of other stuff and he's literally working out every single day just to maintain the amount of muscle he has because as soon as he stops his money his body will start to cannibalize that muscle because it takes a lot of effort to have, you know, 60 pounds of, you know, extra of muscle on your right, body, right, right. right? But most people so, don't want that. Most people don't want No, no. I mean, there are some, obviously, who want to do that, but uh, not everybody wants it. But, but there comes a point where, you, where you're in shape. There yeah. does come a point when you're in a pretty good shape. And so it, at that point, like, if you're still doing it just because you want to look good, you're, that's generally why people start to lose the motivation is because the changes don't happen as quick. And so you then it's easier to focus in on the, oh, I still got the belly fat right here and I got the love handles and, you know, and there's so many things that you're like, oh, I don't look like, you know, so you're, uh, you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. And so, you know, so if you're just 
focused on that superficialness of what your body looks like, that's generally why your motivation is going to diminish. Because you don't see the changes. Because you don't you see the changes. The mirror, yeah. You see that you're fine. And yep. That, okay. And so, you know, really, I bring in that reason, like the idea of why. You know, why are you doing this? Like, why is it that, you know, for me, that that why is pretty easy because I want to constantly be an example for my students. So, you know, so that why is a lot easier for me than, you know, an average person. So understanding why you want to do it. And I used to joke around, too, that like when my son was uh, my youngest son was was uh, toddler age and even early adolescence, he was super high energy. And like everywhere we went, he wanted to, he wanted to run. He wanted to, you know, go play Ninja Warrior at the park. And and he always wanted dad playing with him, right? (laughs) Excuse me. So so I used to joke around and tell people that I exercised just so I could keep up with my toddler. And, you know, but that really was a why for me. Like I wanted to play Ninja Warrior with my son. I wanted to do the monkey bars and I wanted to, you know, like run an obstacle course. I wanted to, you know, go into a hiking trail in the mountains and, you know, he would want to run it, not walk it. And I wanted to be able to run side by side with him. There are many good whys. There are a lot, right? It could be for your kids. It could be, you know, I mean, it really, whatever is the deep motivation for for you. For your health. For your health, It could be right? for your job. Could People be for your job. Shape, you yep. know, are more respected, whether you like to hear this or not. Right? One of my biggest ones is I like my brain to work. I like having clarity of mind. I like having recall, being able to remember people's names, to be able to problem solve quickly and easily. And when you start to exercise and you're a, a year into it, like, pay attention to your mind. Like, I guarantee your brain works better now than it did a year ago before you started that fitness routine. So you really want to find that that reason why, that deeper reason than the physical. Well, and on that note, Kyle, we're going to have to come back next week and maybe expand. We can definitely do that. But there are many good whys out there. Absolutely. You just have to find one. Yes, sir. All right, folks, be with you next week. Bye-bye. Be sure to tune in next time for another unique perspective on your whole person health with your host, Dr. G. Don't forget to share the goodness with friends and family and visit our website at fitpositiveconfident.tv and follow Dr. G on Twitter at Dr. G Fitness. God bless and stay healthy.